Well, this evening, if you're following along in the Bibles, we'll be going to Isaiah chapter 58 for our text. Before services started, I overheard, and my antennas goes up, and I heard something about it's all about food. I don't know what it was about, but my antennas went up, and <laughs> where, where's, the, where's the food at? Where's the beef, as the lady would say? Where's the food at? So, I uh, don't want to put a, a damper on that, but uh, of course, I've been trying to diet a little bit and lose a little bit of weight. And uh, I fast daily. From when I go to bed at night till I get up the next morning, <laughs> I fast. So I fast daily. I would like to talk about fasting, actually, in the, in the scriptures. The word fasting, as we as we look at it, I didn't write down the uh, the Hebrew word, but it means uh, to cover over the mouth. So we can understand that a little bit, I suppose. But but fasting, what is it? What does it mean, and what does it mean in the Scriptures? What's the learning for us uh, in the Scriptures? What's it, uh, what was it for as we look in Old Testament times? What was fasting for? I don't think it was just to lose weight. <laughs> but what is true fasting? He said, well, it just means just to don't eat anything for a period of time. Well, that's what... My earthly wisdom would tell me. But is that what the scripture tells us? And as we look at what is true fasting. Now I know, I, I know there was fasting that, they, that uh, they did under the law and so forth. And different times they would fast and everything. But was that the true fasting? And again, as we look at the true fasting. What is the results. I know in earthly fasting, the results would be you'd lose a little bit of weight, but uh, again, it doesn't work very well for me. But, but the true scriptural fasting, what's the results of it? So Isaiah chapter 58, and let's start in verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions, and the house of Jacob, their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, say they? And thou seest not. In other words, this fasting is not, it's not working for what we, what we think. We're fasting, yet he's not answering our prayers. So uh, why have we fasted, say they, and, and thou seest not? Why have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Remember, they would, they would fast and sit in, in sackcloth, clothed in sackcloth and ashes and afflict their souls and everything. They said, but it's not working. He's not hearing our prayer. Or he's not answering our prayer. So let me read verse 3 again. Why have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Why have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure. 
and exact all your labors. That's very important. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Said so the way you're fasting, your voice is not going to be heard. Is this such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast and acceptable day unto the Lord? See, that's what they were doing. But the Lord says, is that really? Is that really it? Is that really the fast? Is that really an acceptable day unto the Lord? And then verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So he's saying, this, this is the fast. Not this other thing that you're doing, but this is the fast. Now, there's a lot to learn from this. Let's read on a little farther. So if they do, so we see what they were doing for fasting. And the Lord says, that's not true fasting. This is true fasting. Now, I said one thing we want to look for. What's the result of true fasting? So let's read on. Then shall thy light break forth like the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rear guard. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be like the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat uh, thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Going to be a lot of fruit with this kind of fast. There's going to be a lot of fruit. And they shall be, and they that be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt rise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called. The repair of the breach. The restorer of the paths to dwell in. There's so much here. We certainly will not bring everything out. There's so much there to, to continue studying on. But, so we see uh, the fasting here. It's, it's not the literal fasting in sackcloth and ashes and we'll do that and everything. And of course this is what they did. But he says, you're doing this. 
But in reality, that's, that's not my fast. That's not the fast that I'm talking about. And we see the fast that he's talking about and the results. If they are doing this fasting, then we see the results of this. So uh, they fasted. Why did they do it? They fasted to please God, to make an acceptable day unto the Lord. That's why they fasted. Uh, it was to them a day to refrain from their own pleasure. Now, that's where they looked at it physically, but it's also spiritually true as well. Uh, so when they fasted, they afflicted their physical bodies. That's how earthly Israel did it. They afflicted their, their uh, physical bodies. But is that what pleased the Lord? Well, as we see here, no, that's not, that's not the fast that he called for. In verse 5, that's what he says. Is it such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, an acceptable day unto the Lord? Well, they had been, but he says that's not it. Verse 3, Why have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Why have we afflicted our soul? And thou takest no knowledge. And then he says, Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. What does that mean to exact all your labors? Uh, exact means to, and again, I didn't write down the Hebrew word, but the definition, uh, this word exact. So they were exacting, uh, it says here, you were, they were exacting all their labors. That's a, a negative thing that they were doing. He said, you're finding pleasure and you're exacting all your labors. That's not what I'm calling a fast. So exact. And, and this is the key really to understanding this as we look at this. It means to drive as an animal or a workman or a debtor. By implication, to tax or to harass or to tyrannize, to distress or oppress. That's that word extract. That's what it means. It says you extract all your labors. You, you, you tyrannize them. You harass them. You, you drive them as an animal, as a work animal. And they take pleasure in it. Uh, if you have a page marker, we'll be coming back here to Isaiah quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going to Luke chapter 18 for now. Luke chapter 18. And, and we'll see this. this uh, it's such a good description of, I mean, it's in the Old Testament, but certainly uh, New Testament uh, is, I think, it's, as I said this morning, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And we'll see that in this as well. Uh, Luke 18 and uh, verse 9. And he spoke this parable unto certain who trusted in themselves that they were righteous 
and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one, a Pharisee. The other, a publican or tax collector. Now, the Pharisees, you know, they were all about the law. That's, they, they live, they say they, what, eat, breathe, and live the law. I forget what the other one is. But anyway, that was their whole thing, the Pharisees, and they can call them lawyers. But their whole purpose was studying and understanding and teaching and enforcing the law of Moses. That's what the Pharisees, that's what they did. And uh, so here he gives a parable. There's a Pharisee. And there's the publican, our tax collector, really looked down on. IRS, maybe. <laughs> the Pharisee, verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican or, or tax collector. I fast, we're talking about fasting, I fast twice in the week. Wow. I, get, I give tithes of all that I possess, all that I possess. Been eating a lot of devil's food, hadn't they? I, I, I. And the tax collector stood afar off, would not lift up uh, so much as his eyes to heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself, the Pharisee, shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. We talked about walking humbly this morning, didn't we? So, uh, the Pharisees demanded out of others that they'd be placed under this heavy burden. And then they, under this, they, not only did they teach, but they believed in their own self-righteousness. I, 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 that was the Pharisees, or lawyers, if you want to call them that. That's, that's okay as well. Uh, so now I'm going back to our, our text again. And in verse 5, so the Pharisees, they fasted this one twice a week. Well, shoot, like I said, I do it seven Seven days a week, or seven nights a week, but anyway, he fasted twice a week, I, I, I. And he thought that was it. That was the way, that was pleasing to God. That recommended him to God. So verse 5, is it such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast? An acceptable day unto the Lord. He says, That's not acceptable. That's not what I'm talking about. 
If you, if you want to know what's an acceptable fast unto the Lord, then he tells us in verse uh, 6 and 7. Uh, and really, it's, as we look at this, it's really about fasting. It's really about giving to others. But the clue is giving what? So, so we see now Pharisees, they fasted. I, 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 you see the pride, the devil's food that they've been eating. And in verse 6, again, we're told what this fast of the Lord really is. Is it not, is not this the fast that I have chosen? And look, look the purpose of this. This fast is not about losing weight, of course. But he tells us the purpose of it. To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. And that you break every yoke. Doesn't that remind you of the Pharisees? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that are cast out into thy house. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. And that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So he said, this is the fast that I'm talking about. Are you doing this? The fast that the Lord is talking about. Deal thy bread to the hungry. Bring the poor that are cast out into your house. When you see someone naked, you cover him. So we see here the Old Testament, but what does it mean in the, in the New Testament? Uh, so again, are you doing this? Are we doing this as a body? We don't want to look at this while eating devil's food. I know where that'll lead us. That'll lead us right back where the Pharisee was. I fast twice a week. I do all this. And if we, if we look at this through, by, while eating devil's food, we'll be looking at, yeah, we should give a loaf of Heinrich bread once in a while. Or uh, if we see somebody poor, we should invite them back into our house. And we don't live in big cities like they do, like all the homeless and everything. But a real popular place, as you come across the Ashland Bridge, that, that corner there must be very profitable for them. See a lot of so-called homeless people. And in Ireton, any, any empty house you see in Ireton, there's homeless people living there every night. So, do we go and invite them into your home? Is that the fast the Lord's talking about? I know if we're eating devil's food and dust and earthly, I know that's, that's what they teach. And as far as clothing the, the, the naked, many religious organizations have clothing drives and they've got physical clothing to cover them with and so forth but that's with a diet of devil's food uh, Matthew chapter 25 
Matthew 25. And verse 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and ye gave me food. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. Doesn't that sound like the fasting that the Lord said, this is a fast that I say. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came into me. So I know with a diet of earthly food, how this will be interpreted. Devil's food. So he tells this to these, and, and these ones say, in verse 37, Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as you done it to unto uh, one of the least of these my brethren you have done it unto me so are you doing this are you doing the proper true fasting unto the Lord well you know I gave a guy a couple dollars buy a hamburger with one day well actually they won't buy a hamburger nowadays well <laughs> I don't think but or I done so, if, if we're going to, if we've been having a diet of devil's food, eating earthly dust, then I'd say, okay, next week, I want each one of you to tell me how many homeless have you brought into your house? Back, won't you just go ahead and bring them here next Sunday morning? If we're talking about earthly food, or, well, devil's food. We're talking about devil's food and earthly doctrine. That's what it would be, right? So, are you doing this? And the answer is yes, you are, but let's see what we are, what we are doing. I'm going back to Isaiah 58 again. And let's go again. Uh, we, we know what they were doing. We know that wasn't the fast that the Lord was talking about. This is a fast. In verse 6 and 7 again, I know we've read it, but let's read it again. But think about the Pharisees whenever you're reading this. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of the wickedness? In other words, this is the opposite of what the Pharisees did. They put them in bondage. Is this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness? That's what we're to do. To undo the heavy burdens. That's what we are to do. To let the oppressed go free. Do we go help people break out of jail? And they break every yoke. 
Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And thou bring the poor that are cast out into thy house. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. And that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So again, are we doing this? Well, he said, we're, we don't have slavery anymore in the United States since Abraham Lincoln or whenever. He done away slavery, so we, how can we set the bondage free or the oppressed? How, how do we do that? Is that doesn't apply to us anymore? No, the scripture still applies to us. The same thing, this true fast still applies to us today. What about uh, feeding the hungry and housing and clothing the homeless? You say, well, we have, today we have their uh, welfare system and we pay taxes and that kind of takes care of that. Again, let's don't look at this with a diet of devil's food, earthly food. I'm not saying help someone physically. If you want to help someone physically and so forth, you know, I'm not saying not to do that. But if that's all we see in the Scriptures, we're missing what the Scriptures teaching. We're absolutely missing it. It says in verse 6, to loose the bands of wickedness. What are the bands what are the heavy burdens that we are to undo? How do we let the oppressed go free? How do we break every yoke? That's what true fasting is. So how do we do that? Let's go to Luke chapter 11 now. I don't, I hope we don't look at it, well, that's the Old Testament, that doesn't mean anything. And I hope we don't look at it while eating a diet of devil's food and look at it earthly and miss the meaning. Luke chapter 11. And 45. Then answered one of the lawyers, and again, this is, when you say lawyers, this is the Mosaic law we understand. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying, thou reproachest us also. And he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye load men with burdens, grievous to be borne, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. So he said, you lawyers, you Pharisees, you load burdens on men's shoulders. Now, see, that's what we're to do. Uh, the true fasting is to unload those burdens. That's what true fasting is. So how do we free him from this? And, and what is this exactly? What's these heavy burdens and so forth that they, these lawyers and these Pharisees puts on men's shoulders? What, what is that? And how do we... Our fasting is to free him from that, is to take that burden off of That's, I probably won't get to read it tonight, but that's our vocation. 
Acts chapter 15. Uh, Acts 15, and let's start in verse 1, and we'll have to skip through it for time's sake. And certain men who came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So from the first church in Jerusalem, these would go out and they were teaching at these other churches. And down here in Antioch went down to, to teach and said, Listen, unless you're circumcised, keep the law of Moses, you can't be saved. And then let's skip to verse 5. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees who believed. They believed in Jesus inasmuch as most thought that he was of Beelzebub. So they didn't believe he was of Beelzebub, but they didn't fully understand Jesus. But these were some that, that wouldn't say, well, yeah, don't pay attention to him. He's a Beelzebub. So these were at least said or thought that they believed in Jesus. But it says in verse 5, But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees who believed, because many of them did not, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. This is the bands of wickedness. This is the bondage. Teaching them the law of Moses, and yourself and your abilities, that's the way. But, well, let, let's read on. Uh, verse, uh, uh, what did Peter have to say? In verse 6, And the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter. So they came together with a, uh, maybe a, a Bible study as we have. Consider this matter. Said, okay, yeah, we know uh, Jesus Christ and everything, but is the way of salvation through keeping the law of Moses? Is that the way? So they, they had this meeting. And then they had been taught the law of Moses for generations. Even taught about fasting, no doubt, but didn't understand. So now they came together to consider this matter that, that from the first church at Jerusalem come down and teaching them, no, you, you, yeah, Jesus is the way, but you've got to uh, be circumcised, keep the law. Verse 7, and when there had been much disputing, and you can only imagine, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, I know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God who knoweth the hearts bore them witness, giving them the Holy Spirit even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why put God to the test? To put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. A yoke. A yoke is something that would put on the beast a burden, put on their shoulders, and that's what attached them to this heavy burden, whether it be pulling a plow or, or stones for the pyramids or, or whatever. But the yoke is what fastens you to this heavy burden. And that's what Peter said after they'd had this discussion and even some disputing. 
And Peter said to, to these uh, Pharisees, Why do you put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? He says, You can't carry it. Our fathers couldn't bear that burden. And you want to put this yoke upon the neck of the disciples? We, we have this discussion a lot. People, well, we're all faced with it as, as we uh, are out in the, uh, away from our assembly and, and they all want to declare the uh, 10 of the 600 commandments and everything. And that's what I always ask them. Can you keep it? And that's what Peter's saying here. He says, you can't keep it. Our fathers couldn't keep it. Why are you putting this yoke, this heavy burden, on the neck and shoulders of the disciples? And see, by the way, our job is not to put that on there. Our vocation is to take that off. That's what, our, that's what true fasting is. So then Peter has the answer for him in verse 11, doesn't he? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. It's, if the Lord opens their eyes to it, it's, it's very simple. Again, today, the, the, we can say Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. And that's what he's saying here. Through Jesus Christ, that's how we're saved. And everybody in the religious world will agree with you on that point. But then they begin to deny it. They say, well, but you've got to keep the law. Or but... Uh, Babies that die before 12 years old, that's not the way for them. The way for them is to die before they're 12 years old. Or somebody that's out here on a, uh, some island out, hidden out in the Pacific or something where no man's ever went and preached to them. God has a special way for them. Or those that are, are uh, uh, mentally challenged, God has a special way for them. So have all these special ways. Or you hearing is the way. All these special ways. But it's, it's simple. It's the Lord to open our eyes. We believe it's through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved. That's what Peter said. So, how do we fast? How do we set the captives free? The opposite of what the Pharisees were doing. They were putting burdens on men's shoulders. And Chuck, we talked this morning. Talk about hypocrites. They are. Putting this burden on men's shoulders. Oh, you've got to keep the law of Moses. And they knew, they knew there was over 600 of them. They, they spent their life studying. And yeah, you've got to keep all of them. But Peter said, you can't keep them. Our fathers couldn't keep them. Talk about hypocrites. And, they were, and the Lord told them that too, didn't he? Hypocrites. That's what they were. Uh... Matthew chapter 11. So I hope we can begin to see what this true fasting is. And our vocation, I might not read that scripture, but uh, uh, our vocation, our, I'll just leave that. Our vocation is in this fasting 
to set the press free, take the yoke and burden bondage off of them. That's our job, so to speak. That's our walk. Not to put more burden on them, but to take it off. That's true fasting. So Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. And this is what we tell them. Come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Pharisees wasn't saying that, were they? They were piling more burdens on there. There's no rest there. But that's what the Pharisees were. But we, as fasting, come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Can each of you remember, I don't know if it's all at once, a little bit of time, or I guess it keeps, uh, the load keeps lightening, I guess. When we first begin to see, it's not through me, it's not through my righteousness, not through my abilities, it's not through my believing, it's not through my giving clothing and, and food and bringing people into my house that are homeless. When you first saw, because, well, again, my, one of my early studies of the scriptures, uh, and I'd had the desire for a couple of years before the Lord brought me back as an adult, and I thought, well, I'll just start page one and read through. And boy, when I got up into the law, Mosaic law and everything, I thought, well, no way for me. I couldn't carry that burden. And the Lord used this body and the teachers in it who, with true fasting, set this oppressed free took this burden off of me. Can you all remember? And again, and it's still, I think it's, it's a continual process when that burden is lifted. Because I, the only thing I could think of was lake of fire. And I didn't know the difference between hell and lake of fire, but that's all I could think about. And, and Cindy, I would read it, and I thought, well, that's not till, you're not cast there till the end of the year or end of the decade or or. Till you die, it's, it's forever. That, David, that's all I can think about. There's no way for me. And when the Lord used his sheep, his servant, his messengers, his angels to take that burden off of me. So that's true fasting. These people that are burdened. We set the captives free. We take that heavy burden off of them that they can't carry. We couldn't carry. Nobody could carry it. So that's, that's our true uh, uh, fasting. Galatians uh, 2, and uh, we go there a lot. Uh, Galatians 2 and... 21. I do not make void the grace of God. 
We talked about grace and mercy this morning. If righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And don't you see, that's what, the Pharise- that's what those Pharisees that came from Jerusalem down to Antioch, that's what they were saying. Uh, yeah, uh, Jesus, we believe in Jesus and everything, but you've got to keep the law. That's the way. And this says, I don't make void the grace of God. If righteousness comes by the law, and that's what the Pharisees were teaching, then Christ is dead in vain. So, this is the bonds of wickedness. I'm not saying the law of Moses is bad. I was with somebody one time and uh, sitting on the sofa and they had ten of the commandments up there. And they said, the law is not bad, the law is not bad. I said, I didn't say it's bad. I said, but the way men are teaching it is bad. In fact, it's devil's food. <laughs> Whenever they teach. So if we look at the letter of the law, it would be things like, okay, you have to give them food, and if they're homeless, you have to bring them in, and so forth and so on. So the law is not bad. We pray that the Lord would continue to open our eyes to it. But don't put this burden on men that they can't carry. Our vocation, our fasting is to set them free. Uh, Well, let's go back maybe one more time to our text. Uh, It says in verse 6, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. And to break every yoke. And then he goes on. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? So, and I don't have time to go into this. But, but uh, so are we, give, are we to give bread and food? Of course. We give them the bread, the word. That's what we give them. And yes, we're to feed them by God's grace. He uses you as I was fed, as many of you were fed by our previous pastors. They gave us the bread. Uh, And... Again, I'd like to spend a lot more time on each of these, but I don't have time. But it says, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And the answer is yes. But what is thy bread? What do we have that's good that we would give? And that's what it is, the truth. And that thou bring the poor that are cast out into thy house. Well, what do we say about that? Do we interpret it with a diet of devil's food, earthly dust? Yeah, I'll take some people into your house. Uh, take the poor into your house. Matthew 28, let me, I'm going to have to read a couple of scriptures. Matthew 28, what does that mean to bring the poor into your house? Again, that's true fasting. That's what the Lord says. No, not what you've been doing, but this is true fasting. Matthew 28. 
And we see the results of that fasting too uh, in, in our lesson. Matthew 28 and uh, verse 16. The commission, as it's uh, referred to many times, in verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, and some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All authority or power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, this is our vocation. This is our commission. Go and teach all nations. Does that mean we have to go into every nation upon the earth? Well, what it, don't want, I don't want to take time to get into it. There's not anywhere he doesn't want you to go. In other words, the Samaritans go there, or go to the Gentiles, or go... There's not anywhere he doesn't want you to go. That's the, that's the point there. But, it says, baptizing them. That's our commission. Well, what's baptizing? And we've studied baptism. But, well, Galatians 3.27. As many have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. We're baptized. That brings it. That's that's the method that the Lord has used to bring His sheep into His body. As many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So I've used the same illustration. I put on this jacket this evening. I might or may not be able to button it, but I put on this jacket. I'm in this jacket for the most part. So there it says, as many has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, inside Christ, inside the body of Christ, inside the house. So we are to set, uh, break the yokes, set the bondage free. And do we bring them to our house? Oh, that is our prayer, isn't it? Do we bring them to our house that are baptized into the house, the body of Christ? Not talking about our physical home. Uh, oh gosh, I guess we're out of time. I want to talk about the, the nakedness. We cover the nakedness. Uh, you know, in Genesis there, after the flood, uh, Noah was drunk and he was naked. And Ham went and told brothers that he's naked in there. Well, the other two brothers, they covered his nakedness. And that's part of fasting, wasn't it? Cover the naked. Adam and Eve were naked. How was it covered? It took the shedding of blood of an animal by God to cover their nakedness. So there are people out today thinking that their righteousness is good enough before God. That's their nakedness. Filthy rags. And our vocation is to cover that nakedness. You say, no, brother, sister. It's not through your righteousness. It's through the blood of Christ. That covers our nakedness. 
That's how we clothe them, not with garments that we may give. But we show then that Christ is our covering, the unacceptable garment, the unacceptable covering. Uh, well, I see we are out of time. Let's just read our text, a portion of it, and, and see, uh, look at it through spiritual eyes and not with a tummy full of devil's food. Uh, let's see, let's go. Well, we're about. To, let's just go to verse six. Well, verse five. Let's go back to verse four. <laughs> okay. Behold, you fast for strife and debate, and to smite with a fist and wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like bulrush and spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast, acceptable day unto the Lord? Physically not eating and, and afflicting yourself, is that a true fast unto the Lord? He says, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of the wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out into thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. And that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.